Is it possible, as the Bible teaches, that an entire race of people could suffer a curse because of a particular deed of its progenitor? The answer, as strange as it may seem, is yes. The curse of the law of sin and death that has come upon all mankind is a prime example. This curse is the result of one man's deeds. That man, of course, is our great-great-grandfather Adam. He acquiesced and participated in Eve's act of unbelief and rebellion against God. They sold themselves, their global authority and ownership, and all their offspring unto Satan, who has become in regard to this earth the prince of the power of the air and the god, little g-o-d, of this planet. For those who find that hard to swallow, consider the German people during World War II as they followed their leader Adolf Hitler in his dream of the super race. They pillaged, killed, burned, and conquered until they themselves found their end in utter devastation. The examples of the deed of one and the curse of many thoroughly litter the history of man. A small percentage of these populations escape the curse of their leader's deeds by leaving the clan and finding a new leader. Jesus Christ frames this principle clearly in John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Being born again, disavowing our Adamic nature, and being born a second time and getting a new father is how we escape the evil of our progenitor. If you haven't made a decision for Jesus Christ and left the carnal clan, click on the Further with Jesus now, for today is the day of salvation. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis chapter 9, verses 25 through 27. And he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. God said, Genesis chapter 16, verses 11 through 12, and the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shalt bear a son, and shalt call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction. And he will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. God said, Genesis chapter 25, verses 29 through 20, excuse me, 34, And Jacob sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he sware unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils. And he did eat and drink, and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. God said, Romans chapter 9, verses 10 through 13. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac, for the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth, it was said unto her, The elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. God said, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 16, Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. Man said, Who is this so-called God who tells the end from the beginning? 
His so-called Holy Bible has been debunked hundreds of times. The Christian religion is for losers. Now the record. Men have ridiculed the supernatural nature of the prophecies of God, not cognizant of the reality that their unclean, unhumbled eyes cannot see or understand what is written. The King of Glory, Jesus Christ, spoke to the people in parables. Matthew chapter 13, verses 10 through 15. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it is not given. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even that he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Esaias, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. No one enters the kingdom casually. Those who truly seek do find. To access the truth of the Scriptures, a true and diligent search must be made. No one, absolutely no one, gains entrance into the presence of God's revelation nonchalantly. Prophecies made thousands of years ago are coming to pass before our very opened eyes. This is just another proof that God is, that He authored the Scriptures, and that He will hold all mankind accountable to it at the great white throne judgment. Three specific judgments handed down by God against three individuals will propel the peoples who would descend from these three men along with the nations of the earth against the children of Israel in a battle known as the Battle of Armageddon. The first individual in this triune curse is Canaan, the son of Ham, who was the son of Noah. Genesis chapter 9, verses 22 through 28. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father, and told his two brethren without. And Shem and Japheth took a garment, and laid it upon both their shoulders, and went backward, and covered the nakedness of their father, and their faces were backward, and they saw not their father's nakedness. And Noah awoke from his wine, and knew what his younger son had done unto him. And he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem. And Canaan shall be his servant. And Noah lived after the flood three hundred and fifty years. Because of the deeds of his father Ham, Canaan and his offspring suffered the curse. According to the historic record of Hogden's early anthropology in the 16th and 17th centuries, all the offspring of Ham followed in the evil spirit of their father. Author William Cooper, in his book After the Flood, quotes Hogden in the following excerpt. It is observed that Ham and his family were the only far travelers and stragglers into diverse unknown countries, searching, exploring, and sitting down in the same, as also it is said of his family that what country soever the children of Ham happened to possess, there began both the ignorance of true godliness and that no inhabited country cast forth greater multitudes to range and stray into diverse remote regions. Thus far the comments of one William Strachey, 
who added to these words in 1612 the following damning indictment, accusing Ham's posterity of instigating the ignorance of the true worship of God, the inventions of heathenism, and the adoration of false gods and the devil. End of quote. The sons of Canaan were Zidon, Heth, the Jebusite, Amorite, Girgashite, Hivite, Archite, Sinite, Arvadite, Zemarite, and Hamathite. First Chronicles chapter 1, verses 13 through 16. These people possessed Canaan land and were eventually dispossessed by the children of Israel, who were directed by God to take the land of Canaan. The land of Israel resides today in what was once Canaan. Israel was directed by God to utterly destroy the Canaanite from their midst. The Jews disobeyed God's commandment and permitted Canaanites to dwell amongst them. The Canaanite who possesses a deep-rooted ancient hatred for the seed of Abraham presently makes up a large part of the population of the Middle East. Part of Canaan's judgment was that he would serve Shem. Shem was the father of the Jewish people. God prophesies over the second person in this present-day evil triangle, and his name is Ishmael. Genesis chapter 16, verses 11 and 12. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shalt bear a son, and shalt call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction. And he will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him, and he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Ishmael is the first son of Abraham, the son of Sarah's Egyptian servant Hagar, and the half-brother of Isaac. Concerning the issue of Ishmael, a visitor to God said, men said, sent the following message. Why would God make Ishmael a wild man and punish all mankind because of Sarah's desire to have a child? It is difficult to understand the punishment of one person having such a profound impact on all humanity. Why did God not punish Sarah only? Signed Susan. The curse pronounced over Ishmael and his followers was a product of his and his mother's deeds. Sarah was not the offender in this issue. 1. Sarah had given her Egyptian handmaid, Hagar, to her husband, Abraham, to wife, because she, Sarah, was barren. 2. Hagar conceived by Abraham, and when she saw she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress, Sarah. 3. God promised Isaac to Abraham and Sarah when they were 99 and 90, respectively, long after they had entertained hope of having a child together. Isaac was the child of promise. 4. It was God who said, For in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Through Isaac would come the Messiah, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. 5. Ishmael basically refused God's plan of salvation and mocked Isaac. Consequently, he and his mother were separated from Israel. Today's Muslims call themselves Ishmaelites. One day each year they celebrate the day they claim Abraham took Ishmael to the land of Moriah to sacrifice him to God, which was only a test of Abraham's obedience, but the scriptures tell a different story. According to the word of God, it was Isaac and not Ishmael. Ishmael was disenfranchised because of his mockery of God's plan. A deep-rooted hatred for Israel has developed against his kin. Esau is the third part of the triangle of hatred. Esau and his brother Jacob, who would eventually be named Israel, were twins. They were the sons of Isaac and Rebekah. Esau was the firstborn by sheer seconds and therefore the bearer of the birthright. Esau later sold his birthright to his brother Jacob for a bowl of pottage made of lentils. 
Hebrews chapter 12, verses 16 and 17 speaks of Esau. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For ye know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. Esau also disobeys the will of his parents concerning the choosing of a wife, and disregards the instruction his grandfather Abraham gave his servant concerning the selection of a wife for his son, who was Esau's father Isaac. Genesis chapter 24, verse 3. And I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. Esau recognized his error in the matter of the Canaanite wives and then compounded the felony, Genesis 28, verses 8 and 9. And Esau, seeing that the daughters of Canaan pleased not Isaac his father, then went Esau unto Ishmael and took unto the wives which he had, Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebajoth, to be his wife. Esau and his people populated Mount Seir, which was given to them by God. It was also known as Edom. Then the Edomites refused to help their brethren, the Israelites, when they traipsed through the wilderness. The Edomites rejoiced with glee and participated when Israel was cut down by her enemies. God judged Mount Seir and decimated it. What was Esau's crime? It was rebellion against the will of God. It was God's plan that Jesus Christ, the King of glory, would come into this world through the lineage of faithful Abraham. The birthright passed from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob and on to Jesus Christ. The three that make up the triangle of hatred, Canaan, Ishmael, and Esau, besides being condemned by God, have one very obvious thing in common. That is a deep-rooted hatred for the seed of Abraham. This seed of Abraham is all those who love the name of Jesus Christ and also a remnant of the Jewish people who God is bringing in their present Antichrist state to the place of repentance and reconciliation through the shed blood of the King of Glory. These three, Canaan, Ishmael, and Esau, through intermarriage and common hatred, have amalgamated into one who is rallying and warring under the banners of the Ishmaelites, more commonly known as Muslims. They have spread their hatred and vitriol for the seed of Abraham around the globe, preparing it for war. The Ishmaelites will lead the charge as the nations of the world converge on Israel for the great and dreaded battle of Armageddon. Revelation 16, verses 12 through 16. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world, to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. Concerning the present state of world terrorism and the vindictive nature that the fundamentalist Muslims have for Israel and Christians, we received the following email from Pat. After 9-11, I find myself hating the people and religions who are trying to destroy us. I believe in Jesus Christ. I do not understand why Muslims are trying to kill us. It must be noted that a minority of Arab people are not Muslims at all, but are Christians. 
They have left behind the lineage and hatred of their forefathers and entered into the kingdom of God as all believers do. They are brethren and beloved of God. The true and tried gospel concept of hate the sin and love the sinner, meaning attempt to bring all unbelievers unto Christ, applies here. Thousands of years before it comes to pass, God proclaims it in his word. This is just another proof that God is. God said, Genesis chapter 9, verses 25 through 27, And he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. God said, Genesis 16, verses 11 through 12, And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shalt bear a son, and shalt call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction. And he will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him, and he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. God said, Genesis chapter 25, verses 29 through 34, And Jacob sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he swore unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils. And he did drink, excuse me, eat and drink, and rose up and went his way. And Esau despised his birthright. Man said, Who is this so-called God who tells the end from the beginning? His so-called Holy Bible has been debunked hundreds of times. The Christian religion is for losers. Now you have the record.